Welcome to Chronicles of a Prison Guard. My name is Artistic Words, and my podcast can be heard brand new every Tuesday and every Friday of the week. Welcome to my crazy life. I call this podcast The Change. Money. Power. Respect. Fear. They all play together, whether you're a CO, administration, or an inmate. It all plays together. The changes that you make to fit in, or rather should I say, (laughs) to keep afloat in this life as a prison guard. There is so much more than what meets the eye inside CDC. In fact, the day I met a group of CEOs that took me under their wings and really gave me what's real and what's not real inside the wall. But first, I had to prove myself. After a few months of working around these individuals, or cats I may call them, I was given my first mission. Somehow, throughout my shift, I received a call from Watch. And they said, I signed up for overtime. I haven't been inside Ironwood too long, maybe a few years, but I know damn sure I didn't sign up for the overtime. But somehow, my name was on the list. I was offered a spot in vocational area. Now, voc or vocational area is a place where all the inmates that work behind the walls, they either go back there for education or they go work in stuff like wood shop, metal shop, or working on equipment or something like that. Vocational area. I receive overtime over there. So in this time of overtime, I was back in the back and I was told that I would be approached by a certain inmate. This inmate was to come to me and tell me that he needed to be let in a certain classroom in the back and voc. All I had to do was unlock the damn door. Well, this inmate approached me and he kind of like was kind of shifty, but he told me that he needed to get inside his classroom in the back. I knew what the fuck he wanted. I opened the door, he went in the classroom, And he came out with this small paper bag, rolled up. 
he put it in his jacket and he continued to walk off and go do his own work that he does back in Volk. I secured the door back. But after a few times of working overtime, unexpectedly, I've seen how the inmate would take this small brown bag and he would go up to the fence and toss it over the uh, barbed wire fence of Volk and Orlando, the yard. Another inmate would come up there, pick up the bag and take off running like he was still exercising. So basically, that's what I did for a while. And uh, there were times when I knew it was something in the bag, but I never looked in it. But I knew that sometimes an inmate would come to me to do unlock the door, to go back and vote, whatever, to get what he got to get. And there were times where he could not toss that bag over the fence. So this inmate would reach into his pocket and he would pull out this small little bar of soap and he had a water bottle. And he would like go in a certain part of the classroom that he got this bag from and he would drop his pants down and suds up his own ass and he would stick whatever's in that bag, dope, whatever, up his ass and pull his pants back up and go walk off like ain't nothing happened. I used to trip out on that shit a lot. Walking around with shit in your ass like that. But hey, things you gotta do, right? So after a while of that, I was uh, in work change. Now we got vocational area and we got this thing called work change. This is where inmates come inside work change and they walk through the metal detector and they go back into voking work. Teachers, everybody go through there. But as far as inmates, we keep an eye on them. So basically, when their job is done back there, when it's time to go back to general population or go back to the unit or go back across VOC, they have to come back through work change. Now in work change, we strip out inmates. They come in a group of five. We got five COs inside here. And we tell them to strip all their clothes off to their boxers, place their shoes, jackets, if they got it on, shirts and pants on the counter. And they give it to us and we fill through that and place it onto another counter behind us. At this time, we tell the inmate to stand up, look at us, put your arms out, wiggle your fingers, Run your hands through your hair, right? We had them turn around, lift up the bottom of their feet, let's see what's down there, nothing. Then we tell them to drop their boxers. They ought to turn around, bend over, spread their fucking ass apart, and cough once. Then they ought to turn around, face us, lift up their nutsack, squat down, and cough twice. Now, you got some inmates can do that, all what we've asked, and they can have shit in their ass, and, and like nothing will come out or show or nothing. The inmate that I remember seeing suds up his ass, he came in that day. He came to me. He timed it just right. So basically, I knew he was gripping. 
So he just sat there and done the procedures and coughed and everything. And then he goes through the mill. He take the butt ass naked. We give him his boxers and his clothes and shit. He get his stuff on. He gets the fuck out and goes out to the main GP during population. So that, that went on for a while because I was proving myself, right? Okay. So then, basically, I got an invite from one of the guys, one of the CEOs of the group that I was basically with and uh, out to Palm Desert. At this time, I stayed in Bife. So I go to Palm Desert. I'm out there, and uh, I'm chilling at this barbecue. They got food galore. Music is cool. I'm in Palm Desert and having a good time. I was there approximately maybe one hour about that time. And I was eating on this piece of chicken. Good-ass chicken, right? And I noticed that, you know, you get this feeling like something's about to happen. I felt like I do at work. You tell when inmates are about to fight or about to be a staff or so. But I got that same feeling. But, hey, I'm at a barbecue. So these four COs of the group, they walk around me and says, Hey, bro, you ready? Ready for what? Hey, bro, you fucking ready, eh? I said, ready for what? And then they commenced and started trying to whoop my ass. So, yes, I'm a correction officer or prison guard for the California State Prison. And here I am at a barbecue in Palm Desert getting my ass kicked. (laughs) Let's just say I stood my ground for a little bit, but I never fell down. But I got the respect of not going down. But, wow the shit I went through. So after that, I was known to be one of them. And uh, I found myself becoming more aggressive, more secretive, and I was, of course, making some extra fucking money without any overtime. The overtime stopped, but I was getting money, though. I was making about maybe a grand every, maybe twice a month. That helped me out, you know, but extra money. I was taught how to bring shit inside, you know, like drugs, tobacco, etc. I masterminded the ways to bring shit in. No one could detect it. Then I learned about how many others are in this money making shit besides the COs that I was with. You have lieutenants, you have sergeants, you have captains, people administration, so many different ways of connectivity of making money. And they do it illegally. It's a total trip. I learned a lot about being with this crew. And I learned a lot. Until... One day, we had this certain sergeant slash lieutenant. He hated the fuck out of us. Like, we knew he either knew more shit that he was putting out, but, you know, we had some investigations. I never said shit about nothing. I never snitched. But I do know this motherfucker knew some shit, and he kept thriving on us. So one day... The crew I was with decided, hey, we're going to take care of this fool, hey. 
I said, how we gonna do that? Don't fucking worry about it. I'll let you know to get down. So, all right, cool. So eventually, we're in Blythe, California. And this certain person, this sergeant lieutenant, he goes to work on daytime, which is morning crew, about 6 o'clock a.m. So he got to leave his house between at least quarter to 5 to 5.15 to make it to work on time. But they knew his schedule. And uh, this fool, I guess he decided to come outside. They had me on the corner watching, whatever, and... They fucked this shit up. They fucked him up out there. It had to be at least five in the morning, but they fucked him up. You know, just straight, wow, what they call it, make him a new asshole. They fucked him up. That kind of bothered me seeing that shit, but hey, I was with the crew. You know, I happened to work around them, and now I'm in the crew. And uh, I was protected, you know. Well, nobody gonna fuck with me in, inside an Ironwood State Prison. I knew, I knew to get down. I knew how it worked. I knew what inmates were, were were involved in it. I knew what staff were. I knew. I found out other staff was doing shit, but let them do their shit. Make your money, you know. CDC is not fair. Yeah, they give us large paychecks, but it's not fair. Money is money. So much money laundering coming through side CDC. So much. But I kept my grounds of never being a snitch, never being a, a punk-ass individual to give up, you know. You know, so I do know that COs can be just as dirty as inmates. In fact, there are COs that probably were inmates, and <laughs> just being funny about it because I seen a lot of Sadie shit with the crew that I was with. And I never said shit. I never will. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It gets deeper as days go on. Believe me. I have a lot to tell about my situations inside CDC. And the things that I've done to just be who I am today. Remember, my podcast will be updated every Tuesday and Fridays. Thanks for listening. And have a great day.